Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello, Super Great Kids, and how are you? I'm very pleased because Toop is back from his travels in Burkina Faso in West Africa. And super great David is back from his trip to Australia. Hurrah for travelling! The story today is told by Toop. And it's from India. It's about a snake. Can you give me a big hiss? No, not a big kiss. A hiss. I wonder if you like snakes. They're rather wonderful creatures, aren't they? Did you know that snakes can smell with their tongues? And some can see heat. So if a warm-blooded creature like you or me is ahead of them, they can spot them by their warmth. Dinner! Yum, yum, yum! Before we hear Toop's story, can you have a think about how many different types of snake you know while we have a quick word with the grown-ups? I'll name a couple of snakes to get you started. There are adders and pythons. So off you go. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. How many snakes did you think of? Well, there are vipers and grass snakes and cobras and boa constrictors and anacondas and sea snakes. There are actually more than 3,400 different species of snake in the world and 50 types of snake in the US. The story which Toop is going to tell you today is about a deadly snake which likes to bite children. Oh! Are you ready? Let's give a warm welcome to the one and only Toop. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome once again to Super Great Kids Stories. If I say crick, can you say crack? Crick? Yes. Crick? Crack. That's the reply. Listen, here is my story. They say a long time ago... There was a holy man. The holy man is a wise man, an honoured man, a learned man, one who travels through this world observing things and taking note. This holy man was passing through a village and he stayed in the village and someone hosted him giving him a place to sleep, something to eat and something to drink. And the holy man was made to feel very, very welcome indeed. 
But the holy man stayed within the village for a good long while until he said, Thank you very much for all of your hospitality, but as a traveller, as an observer of this world, I will make my way over the mountain pass and continue my journey. Ah, said the people of the village, this is good, this is good. The people, they asked, which way do you go? Oh, he said, I, I go over in that direction. No, holy man. You don't want to go that way. There's a snake there that bites people. Do not go that way. We have advised our children not to go that part of the mountain pass because that snake will come from its hiding place and it will bite them. One and two have been bitten. Please, we enjoy your company. Go round and go in the opposite direction. The holy man, he looked at the villagers and asked, but. This is a free pass, and all should be allowed to walk freely as they go. I am not afraid of any snake. And they said, oh, please, please, this snake, if it finds you and sees you, it is sure to lunge and bite you. Ah, said the holy man, do not worry. If I see the snake, I will speak to the snake, and all will be well. Oh, the people said, then peace be with you. And the holy man left them. With his walking stick, he started to trod further and further away from the village, higher and higher along the mountain pass he walked. As he was walking, he thought he saw something slithering between the rocks. As he continued, he saw it, the snake, and the snake hissed. It came from its hiding place. It reared itself up. It was about to lunge forward when the holy man said, Cease and settle. The snake became stiff. Why? Why do you do such a thing, said the holy man? Why do you wish to bite the tender ankle of the children, let alone myself? The snake still was stiff. The holy man looked at the snake and said, Change your ways. This is not good. This is a free pass for all to walk freely, and you terrorizing the people as they go. This is not good at all. Why don't you find another diet? Maybe eat some herbs, eat some mushrooms. Look, around here, the fallen fruit upon the ground is delicious to eat. Try some. The snake looked up at the holy man, and the snake hissed back. No one has ever spoken to me like that before. No, said the holy man, no, of course not, because they run and they're scared of you, but I am not. Listen, change your ways, change your diet, and all will be well. Try it. And the snake hissed, yes, maybe you are right. I will change. I will change my diet and find a new way to exist.
Good, said the holy man. Good, 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 good. Then I leave you all be well with you. Maybe, my dear friend, I will pass this way again and pay you a visit. And with that, the holy man was gone. The snake slithered away and went about his business. The snake, seeing some herbs growing, some leaves, some flowers, some plants, started to munch and crunch and crunch and munch. But, you know, at first it wasn't so nice because, it's, you know, it's like eating spinach or, or, or cauliflower or, or broccoli. It's like... Ugh. But like anything, the snake was determined, determined to change its way and change its diet so eventually the snake was able to eat all the luscious green plants that grew there on the mountain pass and before you know it the snake began to taste different ones the fallen fruit upon the ground the snake began to eat those and the berry from the tree the snake began to eat those and before you know it the snake had changed its temperament and its diet. You know how children are. When they are taking their cattle up onto the mountain pass and one or two sheep or cow strays over to that part where they have been told not to go. And at first they are always afraid to go into that part of the high grass to collect their lost animal they would see that snake, and that snake would see them, and whereas before the snake would lunge forward, now the snake retreated and went away. The children would go back to the other children and tell them, I saw the snake, I saw the snake, but he didn't come for me, he didn't lunge forward, I saw it, it ran away, it ran away. And the news went around. And when the children went up to the side of the mountain pass, they would dare each other. Go on, you go over there. No, I'm not going. No, you go over there. And one and two went over into that section where they should not. And they saw that snake. And that snake, as before, saw them. But the snake retreated and went about his business. Ah, we saw the snake, and it ran away, it ran away, it didn't lunge and attack us. I think that snake is tame. And like any child that becomes bold and brave, eventually they would approach the snake and prod it with a stick or with a stone. And some of them would even pick the snake up by its tail and turn the snake around and around and around above their heads and throw that snake down upon the ground. And the snake always slithered away. It never lunged forward and it never hissed. And it never held any malice to retaliate and bite. And before you know it, the children became more and more brave. And with more sticks and with more stones and with more chants, they chased that snake. Ah, the snake is running. <laughs> we're not afraid of you. 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 Eventually, that snake, it became all twisted and bent at right 
angles. It was all turned over. Its skin was peeling off its body. It had lost its shine and its colour. It no longer glistened as before. Time passed and the traveller was making his way back through the mountain pass. The holy man came into the village that he had visited long time before, and the people, they welcomed him. Ah, holy man, holy man, thank you so much. Ah, said the holy man, I'm happy to be here once again. And tell me, how is life for you all? Ah, oh, they said, life is good, life is very good. In fact, life is better than good. Last time when you was here, we told you, advised you not to go that side of the mountain pass. We do not know if you saw the snake and whether or not you spoke to it. But I tell you this, now our children, when we ask them to take the cattle to pasture, they go up upon the mountain pass and the luscious grass that grows there our animals can feast on. We have no more problem with the snake. <laughs> Ah, the holy man said, then this is good. He stayed with the villagers a little while, and then he said, well, I will continue my journey. I will go up upon the mountain pass. I will go to visit my friend, the snake, which he did. And as he walked up the mountain pass, he called, snake, snake, my friend, snake. Eventually, he saw the snake. The snake was moving very, very slowly. The snake was all twisted this way and that. It was all at right angles, like a zigzag. His skin was peeling back and peeling off. The snake's eyes no longer shone. And the holy man looked down at the snake and asked, My friend, Look what condition you are in. How did you get into such a state? And the snake looked up at the holy man and said, Ah, my friend, yes. Well, you see, last time when you were here, you advised me to change my diet, which I have. I eat the berry which has fallen from the tree. I eat the fruit which is upon the ground. I eat the bitter herb which is good to taste now. And the fungi mushroom which grows. All of which I eat now. I've changed my diet and my temperament as well. Ah, says the holy man, then this is very good. But tell me, your body, how did you get in such condition? Ah, says the snake, you see, it's like this. Now I've changed my temperament. The children, when they see me, they are no longer afraid of me. I no longer wish to lunge forward, attack and bite the tender ankle. No. So I turn away. They become very brave, and when they see me, sometimes they throw the stick and the stone. And those who are bravest, they will pick me up by the tail, swirling me around above their head like a lasso. They fling me down upon the ground. But I have no bad feeling. My temperament has changed. I slide and turn away and go to my hole. 
Ah, says the holy man, but this is not good, because you are a snake. And because you are a snake, those will always be afraid of you. Children, adults, men and women, they will always be afraid of you as long as you hiss. If you hiss, they will always run away and be afraid. You do not have to lunge forward. You do not have to bite. But you are a snake. So protect yourself and hiss. And that is why, from that day, snakes, when they see anyone coming, they will always hiss or rattle their tail. And snakes and humans will separate and go their separate ways. Thank you very much, Toot, for sharing that tale with us. What I like about that story is that the snake agreed to change its ways and to stop biting people. Why do you think it decided to listen to the holy man? I don't know, maybe he was kind and gentle. Have you ever managed to change anything about yourself? It's quite a hard thing to do. And now to dig deep into my bag of happies and say hello and thank you to some new owlets who've subscribed to our podcast and swooped into our nest. Hello and hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo to new owlets Johnny, who is six, and Luca, who is four and a half, from Long Island in New York. Their favourite story is the Iranian Rapunzel story, Gulbahar. And... to super listeners Sully and Simon, who've listened to all of our stories, including all the scary ones. Well done, Sully and Simon. And hello and hoo-hoo to superfans Alice and Beatrice in Finland. Thank you for supporting us. And thanks to four-year-old Rose, who gave us a gift on Ko-fi. Rose loves to listen to super great kids' stories while she paints. Just perfect, Rose. I like the idea of you painting the pictures as you listen to them. Now, lots of you have been sending in amazing pictures inspired by our stories. We really love seeing them and all the different ways you imagine the characters as you listen. So here's a little thanks to some of you. Thank you to Elias, who is eight from Long Beach in California, for a very clever picture of the two dragons story about the Welsh flag. I love the way you've set the story inside the mountain, with the two dragons looking so fierce with their sharp teeth and claws and scary-looking wings. Thank you, Elias. And thanks to six-year-old Evie from Leamington Spa, who came to our last live show and has sent us a lovely drawing inspired by the story Why Evergreen Trees Keep Their Leaves in Winter. I really like the way, Evie, that you've given all the different trees their individual characters and that you've given them distinctive types of bark and leaves. Thank you. And thank you to June, who is seven, and Felix, who is four, from Colorado, 
who like to listen to our stories while they're driving to the mountains. Thank you for your entertaining pictures of the ghost of the bloody finger. They really made me laugh. Great writing too, June. Thank you. And thanks to Gabriel, who is seven and lives in New Jersey in the US, for your rather stylish picture from the story The Elephant and the Gardener from India. I love your drawing, Gabriel, especially the elephant flapping its huge ears and stretching out its long trunk as it flies off to its home in the big land above the clouds. That's all for now. We are receiving lots and lots of pictures and we really enjoy seeing them all. We can't say thank you for all of them on the podcast, but we will post them on our Facebook page to share and inspire other story fans. If you'd like to see those pictures, go to facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. Exciting news coming soon about a festival and a live show. Keep on telling your stories and singing your songs. See you soon. This podcast was recorded at Wardour Studios in London. <laughs>